This is Think Retail, a podcast where top designers, strategists, thought leaders, and business people discuss what's coming next. Hi, I'm Melinda, and you're listening to Think Retail. Back when my grandmother was young, everybody made their own clothes or had them made by a tailor or a seamstress. You had only a few things in your wardrobe, but they fit you perfectly and were made to last. Fast forward to today. We've got ubiquitous, cheap, fast clothing in abundance, but there's a wave rising up in the world of fashion, and its name is personalization, and it signifies a change. It's not always pertaining to tailoring per se, but the idea that clothes are made especially for the individual is one that's resonating again. Today, we're speaking to part of Canada's first family of fashion, Tamara and Jordan Mimran, who are joint managing directors at Impeccable Clothing Company, parent company to Alfred Sung Bespoke, about why Made For You is experiencing a renaissance and what that means for fashion brands and retailers. Thank you so much for being here today. Can you tell us about the Alfred Sung brand? You tell us sort of a little bit about the history and Absolutely. then where it's going. So the brand Alfred Sung was started by Alfred, the designer, my father and our uncle back in 1980. And uh, my father had started a dress company with our grandmother and uh, they had some extra fabric. They were looking for a new designer to uh, help them uh, design into these fabrics. And uh, Alfred at the time was uh, illustrating for Fashion Magazine. And so they found him in his little shop in Yorkville in Toronto. And, uh, you know, they saw him up till all hours working. They were very impressed by his designs and, you know, what people were saying about him in the city. So uh, they decided to recruit him as their designer. And they brought him in uh, for a meeting. And uh, at first, he didn't really want partners. Uh, he was happy with his little shop. And uh, then he saw my grandmother draping in sort of the old French style. And he immediately said, oh, I, I'd like to work with her. So my dad said, well, uh, that's great. That's our French uh, couturier, you know, from Paris. And, you know, there's no way he was going to say that's my mother. That's um, my mother from Casablanca. But uh, that was sort of the beginning of Alfred's relationship with our family, the Mimrans. And um, over uh, the course of maybe three years, uh, they were able to build the brand through department stores, through their own wholesale business, into uh, what, at the, in 1983, McLean's dubbed Alfred the new king of Canadian fashion. So uh, that was a big achievement early on uh, in his career. And then uh, what, what our father, Saul, did he decided to take big ads in uh, American publications like Vogue, uh, Harper's Bazaar, and that really cemented Alfred's reputation um, in North America. Not, you know, as Canadians, we, we have a great respect for Canadian designers, but we really appreciate them once they go uh, outside of, of our hometown, you know, and our, our country. And that's We're always really, rooting for that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah that, that we can take it globally. So... Uh, that's what they did, and they were able to put the brand into major department stores there, like Saks, um, Bloomingdale's, uh, Bergdorf, and within a couple years, uh, they were ready to launch the first fragrance, Alfred Song fragrance. And uh, so, over the years, um, starting in 1986, Alfred has released 13 fragrances wow. to the world. Yeah, um, really great achievement, um, and it's sort of. Uh, 
cemented the brand as a real heritage uh, label in the fragrance world. Um, and so through, this, through the 80s and 90s, Alfred continued to design his uh, ready-to-wear collections um, and got a lot of acclaim on the runway uh, in New York and Toronto. Um, he then uh, ventured into bridal, um, and that's another big category for us. Um, uh, for many years, we did a uh, bridal gown uh, that was a signature piece for that, uh, that part of our brand universe. Mm -hmm. And uh, the, the bridal gown gave way to bridesmaids' dresses. And now we actually we do a, a really great business in bridesmaids' dresses uh, that have sort of transitioned into party dresses. So uh, it's, it's gone beyond the event. It's, it's for all sorts of special occasions. And, and the dresses are, are so great and, and simple and modern, you know, that they can, they can be versatile and work for all sorts of... Uh, I uh, think you're at the 90s now, right? Yeah, so why, why don't you, Tamara, why don't, why don't you continue the story and tell oh, yeah. us a bit about uh, how we got into mass, the, the mass uh, world. world. So I guess in the, Jordan and I came in um, in the 2000s. So when we came along, there was a big trend to, to go towards um, mass direct-to-retail deals with big brands. So we wanted to reach the the mass customer base we wanted to provide them with clothing that we were proud of that that was approachable that was somewhat afford that was affordable actually because it because it was mass um and we called it the democratization of fashion uh and jordan and i worked on that a lot at the beginning of our careers um through zellers the bay sears marks moors we had different direct to retail partnerships and relationships um, and that's what we spent most of our time on, whether it be women's fashion, women's fashion accessories, home fashion, um, and by that I mean bed and bath, uh, furniture. Even outdoor furniture. Even out so that was like a, that was a trend at the time, right. a business trend, yeah. where we did uh, direct-to-retail deals um, for the mass consumer. Yeah. And it was about a price point, and uh, the democratization of design was mm -hmm. the, the big term yeah. during those years. During those years. Uh, so, and that took us right up to about last year yeah. when we started seeing this shift in the marketplace and we weren't happy with creating so much product and it was so much product and it was all about getting as much quantity out there as possible with a low price and although we were still proud of the, the look of all of our garments under these uh, lower price points, we weren't proud of how much product we were putting and, in the marketplace. And just to interject, I think we were also proud that we were dressing so many Canadians. You Absolutely. Know, with the, uh, the fast fashion movement, yes, you know, it's contributing to waste in the world. It's, you know, there, there's all these issues with fast fashion now that, that are uh, problematic. But um, on the other hand, we're able to offer really great designs and, and beautiful clothing um, to Canadians who might not be able to afford uh, some of the earlier collections that Alfred right. was designing. Sorry to cut yeah, you off. Yeah, so no, no, that's, that's, that's fine. So the, you know, with the democratization of fashion came excess of goods and yeah. lots and lots. And so we got to a point in, with our brand where we wanted to pull back and say, well, where are we now? Where do we want to go from here? What's happening in terms of the the business landscape of the apparel apparel business. What are people caring about now? They want to really connect. Consumers really want to connect with the brand. 
they want to have experiences with brands and they want things as I mean the whole topic today made just for you they want to have to have it feel like it's somewhat personalized yeah. to them and we um, we really wanted to go back to our roots as a brand and as Jordan explained Alfred Alfred Sung the brand originally dressed that working woman of the 80s and that's where he became famous uh, as a designer and the brand became famous in itself as a brand name Alfred Sung um, and so that's kind of our whole history, I guess. We summed it up in just a few wow. minutes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, back to the working woman of the 80s, uh, that was a pivotal moment mm -hmm. uh, for the brand as well. And, and we really want to talk to that uh, new emerging uh, workforce and this uh, whole trend that's happening right now with uh, women's empowerment, you know, and uh, giving them a suit or a work wardrobe or an evening wardrobe that really fits their lifestyle, you know, and uh, makes them... Feel empowered. Uh, yeah, like your power suit should empower you and, and not the mm -hmm. other way around, you know. So this this new concept that you're developing, this Alfred Sung Bespoke, can you tell us a little bit more in detail exactly what that's about? Yeah, absolutely. So first, a um, uh, client comes into our showroom. Right now we have one showroom in Toronto, and it's at Bathurst and DuPont, uh, 1100 Bathurst. Client would come in and see one of our stylists there. Um, our stylist would get to know the client, find out their current wardrobe, what they're looking for, as well as take all their measurements. So we take 36 points of measurement and six posture points. Um, so we're measuring the slope of your shoulder, the curve of your, like if your arms are a little forward or backward, um, and then all your different measurement points to customize a blazer, a suit, a shirt, a silk blouse that best suits what what you're looking for um no, then, pun, no pun there yes yeah <laughs> <laughs> then um two weeks after that uh the client is called back to our showroom or our styling staff can go directly to you and a second fitting happens um, because we take so many measurements there's a really high probability that the suit will be perfect and you'll walk out the door and it's great if not we make we we take care of all alterations and it's part of our process to to have alterations um, and it's really exciting because the customer can pick their buttons their lining their different cut like today I'm wearing a jacket I know no one can see me but I can describe it <laughs> please do it's, yes <laughs> it's a seven button blazer so it's like it's double breasted but it has a one button closure so it I mean there's all different sorts of styles that you can pick from we have lots of samples in our showroom we have you know books that show different styles and sketches so it's a fun process for the client to kind of go through and make something that's theirs and uh hopefully yeah. be really happy with it and wear it for a long time because these suits are made to last and that's what we're we're also very proud of the quality and the craftsmanship yeah, and the convenience, I'd like to just add, is also a major selling point of this new uh, concept because uh, customers, once their body measurements are in the system, they can just call us and um, we can make recommendations for their next um, purchase uh, or uh, we might get to know them well enough that we know what's in their wardrobe already and we can recommend you know, what to add to their wardrobe. Um, a lot of customers we're finding are really... Um, you know they, they're building a trust with one of our stylists so they can go back and just say you know 
I'm looking, I'm going to this kind of an event, you know, what would look great on me or what kind of new fabrics do you have now that um, might suit this uh, particular, you know, event in my life or uh, just for every day for work, you know. Uh, I'm looking for uh, a couple blazers, you know, and, mm -hmm. and the stylist uh, cust uh, client relationship is very important. So for traditionally for men, yes. getting a nice suit has always meant getting one custom made. But for right. women, that hasn't always been the case. You right. know, it's so why do you think this? First of all, why has this been more for men than women? And why do you think it's resonating more with women now? Right. Tamara, do you want oh, to go ahead? I'm, yeah. I'm going to jump in because yeah, I, yeah. I have an answer for this. I think that women have always had this service for dresses. Yes. Mm -hmm. So they, they've always been catered towards for, you know, the big ball they're going to and they have that dress option. But now women are, are really working their way up the, the corporate ladder, you know, starting their own things, being entrepreneurs, and we want to be taken seriously. We want to be sitting at that table and look just as good as the man across the across the table wearing the bespoke suit. And I think that that's why, I mean, women have had have had the option for dresses because I guess that's where everyone thought that they were only going. Now, I mean, yeah. it's it has been a while for women to be in the boardroom and I'm, I am surprised that it's it's taken this long to offer this service. But here we are and we're, we're glad to be offering it now. And I honestly, I really enjoy the female customers it's fun to pick all the different styles of female blazers and female pant fits and all of this because there's a lot more variety that yeah. you can do with a women's suit than you can with a man's suit. So thinking about uh, personalization just a little bit more broadly, you can go into a Levi's store and get Levi's to make a pair of yeah. jeans just for you. Nike lets you, you know, you can go online and you can make your own Air Force Ones in the, your own special colors. What is driving the desire for more personalized items just across the board? I think people want to be involved. I think they want to have their thumbprint on, the, on the, that piece of uh, apparel that they're wearing. And uh, made to order is becoming huge and I don't think it's going anywhere. I think we're just starting to see uh, the beginning of it. And uh, yeah, uh, on the casual side, we're seeing a lot of it. Um, we noticed that we're, you know, we're not seeing it on the um, tailored side. And so that's another reason that we entered this business. For ladies, yeah. For ladies, yeah. especially, excuse me. Yeah, but people really want to, um, you know, have something that, that's theirs. It's even a, a bit of a conversation when, when you're meeting uh, new people for the first time, you know, like, oh yeah, like check out my, you know, I've got my initials uh, monogrammed or I, I picked this specific shade. And, you know, there's nothing worse than walking into a room, especially uh, if it's like a boardroom or an office setting and wearing the same thing as somebody else, right? <laughs> so, yeah. Particularly for those in, in higher powered situ uh, positions like CEOs, you know, they want to have a unique wardrobe. And so uh, we want to outfit those types of individuals, too, who seek the, the personalization and customization. Do you think there's a little bit more confidence, just generally speaking, about choosing your own style? Is that, do you see oh, that yeah. happening? Yeah, I think people, people know what they want these days, and it's great. They come in and they say, okay, well... I want this cut, but but listen, I want it in the bright pink. What makes it also really great as business owners is 
we can make garments specifically for these people without having to worry about, oh, are we just cutting all black this season because that's all that sold last season? Are we, you know, are we going to go into these more risky colors because it's trending, but oh my God, it could kill our whole business, right? So you can give them everything their heart desires, all these options, almost, you know, Almost yeah. all the options. We try and narrow it becomes, it becomes comes a, too much. a little bit too much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, can can we give them all of these options uh, without having to have the insane amounts of inventory and then at the end of the season and have to risk. knock down the prices and, and try and, you know, sell out colors that, that were maybe too risky. Right. Um, I mean, that, that inflates the price to the consumer in the end. Right. Right, because you're just working in those markdown dollars and all of that. So this, for us, this is just a a, a cleaner way to do business mm -hmm. because you're really everything you're make you make goes right to the customer right. as an end user. It's lovely. So if we're thought we're thinking about anything that's going to be custom made, even if it is just the, that pair of Levi's, it's going to come at a higher price point. Why do you think now? where you know it's not like the 80s the economy is you know maybe people are a little anxious why are people willing to pay a little more right now because it's kind of counterintuitive well i think um it goes back to you know you, you pay for what you get and when it comes to custom apparel you're really getting uh, an investment piece uh, that's going to fit you like a glove so you're going to be able to wear it over and over the quality is there so you're talking about a, a much better constructed garment, you know, we're, uh, we're really appealing to a customer who, who wants that kind of thing. Back to your other question, they really want something special. So uh, they're willing to pay a little bit more for it. Um, and if they can wear it over and over, that's, that's a bonus, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's still going to be that customer that, that's always going to need to shop on sale and, and find that discounted item. But we really do think that there's more and more of those customers coming out there that really want to buy less, buy better, and think more about every purchase, which is kind of, this is, that's where we come in. Like, we want to sit and we want to think. We want to think about your wardrobe. How are you, how are you using every piece to its best efficiency kind of thing? How do we build a wardrobe that's easy, to, easy and efficient to dress in the morning? Mm -hmm. There's nothing I hate more than getting ready and having so much in my closet and nothing to wear absolutely <laughs> yeah. um like that's the worst thing for a woman yeah we're, we're out buying all these trend pieces all the time but like what am i gonna wear on mm -hmm. monday morning <laughs> yeah so i mean that's where we want to come in as a brand and as a clothing concept is to build that wardrobe and to get her outfitted in a really beautiful um thoughtful and uh modern way yeah. You're, you're leading perfectly into my next question, which is about sort of a less is more philosophy that's, you know, driven quite largely by climate change. Or, or you could think about, you know, Marie Kondo is somebody that I thought about, like, if Love it doesn't it, yeah. spark joy, <laughs> yeah. then it shouldn't be in your house. Absolutely. Do you think this is, this is, it's all part of, it sounds like it's part of your brand philosophy and you think that's driving people to this as well? Absolutely. Absolutely. We want to make sure that people think consciously about what they're buying, that they you know, that they're making investments in stuff that they're going to use and they're going to use a lot. We want them to wear out their suits till they come and get a new one because we don't want them in a landfill until they're ready 
Right. Absolutely ready for a landfill. It's, it's, I think it's the modern way of thinking, and I think that people are starting to shift to that. Even you can see them, um, the direct-to-retail or the vertical retailers like, you know, the, the Zara, the H&M, all of those guys are, you know, trying to find the shift and how we're going to answer these questions for all the waste. Right. And yeah. the sustainability question. And although, you know, we use... 99% natural fibers in our in our clothing manufacturing manufacturing brings waste, brings waste and um, it's not like our clothing is made from recycled materials but we do think that we're somewhat giving our part by saying okay let's invest and let's buy smart well yeah. and also by you mentioned earlier not mass producing stuff right. that you don't know where that's going to yes. end up if people don't buy it in the yeah, end, right? Like we've heard something like uh, 30 to 35 percent of all clothing produced gets uh, goes directly into a landfill. Yeah, that's crazy. Doesn't go into people's closets, doesn't get purchased, you mm -hmm. know. And so we believe if something's made for the, that customer, that they're going to wear it. Uh, if it fits them and it, it's got their initials in it, then it's going in their closets. They're going to wear it. They're going to uh, love it, hopefully. And, um, you know, we're going to continue to try and reduce our waste and, and try and reduce our production to just what's needed. You know, and, and that's our contribution. We're also uh, big supporters of Tree Canada. So um, we, we give to the uh, reforestation project where they're planting trees across Canada because, um, you know, you got to do something locally Absolutely. as well. Yeah. yeah. So how do you see the customer experience changing to accommodate bespoke offerings within sort of the digital and physical space? How does the customer experience have to change to make that happen? That's a really good question because we've been, I wouldn't say struggling with it ourselves, but we're evaluating it. At this point, so um, as Jordan said, we've kind of gone through the past six months and our six months in our pre-launch phase of Alfred Sung Bespoke, understanding who our customer is, outfitting, you know, a lot of people, a, a lot of great customers, different um, kinds of people too, and, you know, and, and getting a, a good range of um, different body types, different personalities mm -hmm. as well, different shopping habits, different, right, and uh, getting to know all of them personally. Yeah, so that's been that's been really great. Right now, you have to come to our, our showroom in order to get fitted, or we have to go to you, and we, we need to hand measure every client before they uh, before they can purchase a suit. Right. We're not comfortable yet with any uh, online digital measuring. Um, we've done the research. Mm -hmm. We want to go there, just to go clarify. There. Maybe in yeah. a year or two, once the technology catches up or we find the right... right. Uh, mix you know we, we'd want to digitize some of that process mm -hmm. but right now to ensure the perfect fit we need to uh, hand measure yeah. yeah but we do feel like we're getting um something special by having customers come see us or going to see them one-on-one -on -one, where you're totally missing that mark completely online where our customers do some of our repeat customers do really like to be able to call us and just just do, do the ordering the quickly and do that convenience. So I think one of the, the next steps is to be able to do the reordering system mm -hmm. and have our profiles online and so that customers can reorder once they're, once they're measured. That's our next, our next step that we're going to do pretty soon, and that's a pretty easy, understandable step where you combine the digital and the bricks and you know that omni-channel shopping experience. And then eventually, again, with the digital, digital measuring, it's, 
it's not like the, the easy answer of it of it just being um, brick and mortar or online is like over these days. People want both. People need both. They need the experience, they need the physical, and they need to be able to have that convenience and also that comfort level to pre-shop, to look through things, to make sure they're not caught in a situation or they waste their time mm -hmm. by going to a store that they're not interested in. So we're aware of all these things. <laughs> We think we are, and we're working towards really streamline, streamlining the digital and physical um, experiences so that it's really circular and they can go through it easily without, um, yeah, without sacrificing fit at all, because that's, that's mm -hmm. our most important thing right now. So now I'm going to ask you to, to take off of your business owner and fashion designer hats and be a sure. customer. What would be your top three things that you would look for in a bespoke experience? I'm going to ask right. Jordan to go first. Well, I think number one is the obvious service. You, you, you got to have great service. Uh, we need, um, you know, from a customer perspective, I want a stylist who understands me, uh, who has great taste and uh, knows how to offer the right um, cuts and the right fabrics for uh, the season. Um, I, what else would you say, I, Tamara? I, I would want a beautiful space to walk into. If I'm going to waste my time, not right. waste my time, but if I'm going to spend <laughs> my time going well, it, somewhere. It's true. A lot of our yeah. customers want, don't have that time. They don't have that time. They're high-powered positions. I want a place where I'm comfortable, where I can go and it smells good, it looks good. You know, the aesthetic matches the whatever they're selling. Like, if they're, if they're, they're selling, an, you know, $1,300 suit, which is what our suit costs, um, Canadian, you know, would want the place to look absolutely look that good. Yeah. So that would be important to me. And yeah, being able to be comfortable because being measured is a, it's a personal, yes, it's a personal thing, um, especially with this many measurements. Mm -hmm. uh, so you want to feel that comfort level that people are, you know, caring of what's going on. It's almost like a doctor-patient sort of relationship, <laughs> right? Yeah. It's very personal. So that's that's important to and me And then, too. so service, beautiful environments, and I would say convenience is, convenience. is a big one. Um, and that's the, that's the experience. And then there's the garment right. that we can kind of... Right. So, I mean, convenience on the garment side... Uh, you're talking about, uh, you know, three weeks to get a bespoke experience is really incredible. Uh, that, that's something, uh, you know, we worked really hard to, uh, to achieve with our manufacturing partner. And um, uh, with a, a regular bespoke experience, if you were to go to Seville Row, the, 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 the upper echelon of, of bespoke suiting for men, you're talking about, uh, you know, months, uh, yeah. six months maybe to get wow. your suit, right? Or, or three. And significantly more dollars. Yeah, and significantly more dollars, <laughs> yeah. right. But so, it's just you know, <laughs> obviously maybe I'm comparing, you know, two, two different levels of bespoke. But, no, but uh, for us offering our customer the, the ability to receive their, their garments in three weeks, um, and uh, the convenience of having it, uh, we deliver direct to them at their home or their office. You know, it's all about convenience. So uh, we want to offer that seamless um, service to them and uh, make sure that, that they're comfortable and uh, they love the clothing that they mm -hmm. get and that they come back. As a female um, bespoke customer at, with my customer hat on, I always wanted, so my husband would go and get his suits made and whatever, and I would go and... and, and you know, sit there and kind of watch and be like, I kind of, I 
want to do at least like a shirt. I want to do something, but I didn't have the confidence that these male tailors would be able to get the up-to-date styling that I was looking for. Mm -hmm. So I never, I never really, I think I did like one shirt when he had like a Hong Kong tailor come into town and I got one shirt done and it had like darts all over the place and it wasn't right. Um, and what's interesting at, at, at our place, now I'm kind of taking off my customer hat and I'm just talking candidly about like our place, you can see the different feminine styles that we have. We have the, the looks out there. So we're hoping to, to build that confidence with a, a female customer that, you know, we're not a men's, men's only yeah. shop. We, yeah. we understand what women want to, to flatter their body and the up-to-date styles as well. Yeah. So even the word bespoke, you know, works really well for men, but for women, I don't think it has the same cachet. And so we're trying to use uh, couture tailoring okay. as a more female focused, uh, you know, word to describe the service. But coming full circle back to the beginning of our conversation, we're uh, we're really excited about this bespoke offering. It's um, our only apparel uh, component right now to the Alfred Song brand. So as we we mentioned, we exited all of these uh, direct to retail uh, affiliations that we had, and uh, we're really focusing on this customized approach for the brand. And we we really think it has legs to take us into 2020 and and into the future. And, uh, you know, look out for us. We're going to be uh, opening some pop-ups in Toronto uh, this um, uh, new year and uh, in 2020 and some retail spaces uh, throughout North America into the future. So, um, yeah, we're very excited about it. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much for Great. joining us. Thanks, Thank Melinda. you. Just to summarize the key elements Jordan and Tamara think are important to a personalized apparel experience, the first on their list would be a beautiful space. Of course, if you're paying a little more, you're going to want a little more out of the entire journey, especially the physical store. Secondly, excellent service, including a really great understanding of the customer and what they want. That's a universally important piece that some brands are doing really well, while others have a way to go. And then there is the modern day imperative, convenience. How do you make it easier for the consumer? That's such an important question brands always need to think about. Lastly, they both mentioned confidence, empowerment, and individualism as being at the emotional core of the Alfred Sung brand experience. The emotional value of a brand is so important to understand because at the end of the day, you can get a suit almost anywhere, but confidence and empowerment is a lot harder to come by. We'll link to the Alfred Sung website in the podcast description for those looking to learn more, and thanks for listening. For more information about Think Retail, you can reach us at info at sld.com. For more episodes, visit us online at sld.com slash podcast. Next time, we discuss why the retail bank branch is as important as it's ever been. We hope you'll join us.